Post 82 is brought to you by GameTime, your new go-to app for the best deals on last-minute tickets. Did you know King's ticket prices tend to drop right before the game starts? GameTime tracks prices in real time from thousands of trusted sellers and shows you all the best last-minute deals with prices up to 60% off. More than 12 million fans have downloaded the GameTime app and discovered the fastest, easiest way to get into the game. There are tickets across all major leagues and teams. So head to the App Store or Play Store now to download GameTime and score awesome deals on last-minute tickets. Locked on the game plan, uh, taking care of the ball. I think we only had 11 turnovers, which is pretty darn good for, for, for us. Um, and still a, a lot to get better at. Uh, you know, we, you know, we constantly are, are on that journey and we're not satisfied. Um, but it does feel good to, to hold on and get that win after uh, letting one get away from us uh, last game. Is that the fastest you've called a timeout when Holmes grabbed that rebound with 4.4 seconds? Yeah, well, I told I told uh, Nate, the referee, beforehand. I told him I was calling to make or miss. We're taking a timeout. Okay. Uh, we had a, our, what we felt uh, was our defense a lineup in the game, and I was going to get our offensive lineup in the game. So uh, he, you know, he already knew it was coming. So as soon as we had possession, I was yelling timeout. He called it. Gotcha. When they were making their run in the fourth quarter, what's your thought process as to whether? You know, whether you get Belly back in for offense or yeah. stay in with a defensive lineup? Yeah, it's, it's, it's tough decisions to make. Um, Belly was great, uh, but, uh, you know, Rashawn is is uh, very good on defense, and he's, our, you know, our best rebounder out there. And they had kind of started hurting us on offensive, offensive rebounds late in that game. So uh, I toyed with the idea, but, uh, you know, you got to just go with your gut. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. And... Uh, they both Belly and Rashawn were uh, very big for us tonight. So in terms of the game plan, it looked like Rashawn was big on covering the look that you used Corey on him, like you've done against some other yeah. ball handlers. Kind of what was the the thought? Well, the general theme was to try, just try to make you know Luca's a uh, you know a very uh, talented player, and, and we just try to make it uncomfortable for him. Uh, we were going to have Corey on him to start. We were going to put Trevor on him. We were going to put Harrison on him. When Rashawn was involved, we were going to commit two to him for the most part. Late in the, in the game, we did some switching. Um, but try to change up coverages and change up personnel just to uh, you know, do our best to, to try to slow him down. Well, that was Luke Walton giving you a little rundown following the Kings' 110-106 win over the Dallas Mavericks Sunday night in Dallas at American Airlines Center. This is Jason Jones. Uh bringing you the latest edition of Post 82 of the Throne Room Breakdown. Like I said, following the Kings' 110-106 victory over the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, the Kings snap a three-game losing streak and improve to 9-13 and on the season while dropping the Mavericks to 16-7. and Easily, in terms of road wins, this is the Kings' biggest road win of the season by far. They were playing a hot Mavs team, a team that put up a ton of points and completely annihilating the New Orleans Pelicans a day earlier. But the Kings uh, shook off their very bad loss in San Antonio where they blew a nine-point lead with a minute 50 to go to losing, before losing in overtime. Came back with, to me, one of their best efforts. Led the game from start to finish. Led by as many as 24 points. Even though the, the Mavericks were able to get that lead down to two in the, in the closing seconds of the game, the Kings played enough defense 
and got and got just enough offense at the end to put this game away. A lot of ways we can go here. A lot of things we can talk about. But first, we're going to talk about. Uh, we've talked about good bogey, bad bogey, good bogey. But we're going to talk about good buddy, or I can call him efficient buddy, our efficient buddy, Buddy Hill tonight. Ten of fifteen from the field, five of six from three. Now, mind you, Buddy came into this game averaging over ten threes a game. He only took six. So that means half of his makes were <laughs> half of his makes were twos, which is actually you know a good number for him, relatively speaking. And like I said, 10 to 15, 5 of 6 from three, zero turnovers, and scoring 26 points, also had five assists. And I think I thought Buddy's good start offensively set a good tone for the rest of the game in terms of good offense for the Kings, trying to get good shots. Uh, the King shot 51.8% from the game, 13 to 34 from three for 38.2%. Still didn't shoot a lot of free throws, only shot 11, but the Mavs only shot eight for the game. So you had a lot of you had a lot of threes going up from both teams, a lot of jump shots, not a lot of calls. Uh, much to the chagrin of one Luka Doncic, who only shot five free throws, and he let it be known every time he thought he got a foul that it wasn't called by the officials. But like I said, get, get back to Buddy. To me, this is the most efficient game of the season. Not the first time he shot above 50%, but like I said, five or six on threes, that's, that's, that's a great number. I mean, you'll take that any night. And he really did a good job, I thought, tonight of, the Mavs sent multiple guys at him and getting rid of the ball, moving to get to a better spot to get a better look. There wasn't the feeling of Buddy hunting for the three tonight. It seemed like Buddy was just really taking what the offense gave him. Or excuse me, I guess you could say the offense because he did credit his teammates and Coach Walton for running some plays to get him some better looks. And you can say also take what the defense gave him because you didn't see Buddy trying to force too much against the Mavs defense. He took what he got. Said an efficient 26 points. Add to that Nemanja Bialica, who matched his career high with 30 points, 13 of 18 shooting, and get this, 4-7 from 3. He wasn't launching the 3 like crazy. He was attacking the basket. He was getting to the paint. He was uh, creating. He also had 4 assists. As a matter of fact, every starter had an assist tonight. Everyone from the Kings who played had an assist, except Trevor Ariza. So, so. Seven of the eight guys managed to get an assist, but Trevor ended up scoring in double figures with 10 points as well. So you had uh, you had a good, uh, efficient ball-moving offense, but here I am getting scouted. Let me get back to talking about Belling and his game. Like I said 30 points, seven rebounds, four assists, two steals, one block. I'll take that back. Two fouls. He had one steal, one block. Also, no turnovers. Big game from him. One thing that was different about his game tonight was that Luke Walton used him as a backup center. So what that did was it created some, some different matchups that allowed him to go against some guys and maybe he could attack differently than, than he would be as a four-man. But it also meant that Dwayne Detman got a DMP CD uh, tonight. For those who don't know, that's a did-not-play coach's decision. Yeah, I don't want people to think I'm making up some stuff, so <laughs> I assume everyone knows what that means. But, yeah, that's the first time this season where I think Dwayne just didn't get off the bench just because uh, Coach didn't put him in. And we'll probably cover this later, just that I can't imagine. It's a weird thing where you got a guy you signed to be your starting center who doesn't play at all in the game, but you can 
I think you ride with that, especially because you got a win in the game. And because, like I said, Belly was great, great tonight. You know, thirty, you know, thirty points. Just you know, with a match the season high, and if you're going to get that type of play from him, I mean, you're not going to probably get thirty points tonight, but that type of efficient offense. Uh, Belly's really made a good case that even when Marvin Bagley can play, he didn't play tonight, but when he can get back on the court, that he'll be a guy the team will look to use and uh, still keep in the rotation. So to me, that's a big thing for the Kings. They were able to make that happen. Or should I mean, I should say not make that happen, but going forward, you know that you've got a reliable person in, in Belly who you can turn to get some offense, probably some rebounding, just when you think you might need it later on. So, to me, that's a positive development. And then, uh, I do want to, like I said, I want to talk about that shortened rotation tonight. Uh, Luke Walton only used eight players. Uh, definitely a departure from the norm, uh, something different. But I think it worked out well for him. You know, everyone, you know, all the starters, uh, well, everyone played at least 32 minutes, except Corey Joseph, he played tw- about 29 minutes. He's also dealing with that uh, back stiffness. He was a game-time decision. But that also meant uh, Yogi Ferrell play about 20 minutes as well. So you got, you you know, you got your three reserves, Ryogi, Bogdan, Bogdanovich, and Trevor Ariza. Then you're starting five of Corey Joseph, Buddy Hill, Rashawn Holmes, Amanya Bielitz, and Harrison Barnes. And I wonder if going into uh, Houston Monday night, the second of a back-to-back, I imagine you'll see, you know, some, some, some uh, ex- extended rotation just because, you um not knowing how Corey's back is going to feel when you get there, you might you might need a Justin James at some point during that game. You may need to spell Rashawn a little bit more, maybe. Uh, but also because Houston plays you know like plays that spread out style, that may be a reason why you may not see Deadman again tomorrow. And if that happens, I think we got a different type of thing to talk about. Just as the Kings get healthier, is there a possibility? that maybe Deadman's not in the rotation once Marvin Bagley gets back. And that would be a big deal, in my opinion, just because Gabe, you, you know, you signed Dwayne to a big deal and just hasn't worked out thus far. It's still early, you know, relatively speaking. You still got time to figure things out. But I don't think you want uh, a player that you valued that much to give the contract you gave him not able to get into the game. But Rashawn Holmes is playing so well. You know, he had 12 points, 9 rebounds again against the Mavs. You can't sit Rashawn. So, this is going to be just how this plays out as the team gets healthy. What's helped out is that Luke hasn't had to figure that out because Bagley still isn't back from his broken thumb. And as I wrote uh, Saturday about that, and people had to follow up today with Marvin about it, he's not going to play till he feels he's 100% right. People forget, you know, with the broken thumb, he couldn't use that thumb for over a month. So he still doesn't feel as strong as he needs to be with his hand. He's still working on that. So I say give the kid a chance. No, I don't think he's ducking Luca. That he didn't want to see Luca tonight. Whatever you know, I don't. He's not. I don't think it's no matter him not being tough enough. Some of the things people have suggested about him, I don't buy any of that. I just think that he's being cautious, and as well as the Kings are being cautious. No one's intimated or or anything that Marvin's avoiding playing or anything like that. So. Let's give him a chance to get back on the court before we get into all that foolishness. So, one other thing I want to hit on from this game, what impressed me the most was 
the Kings defense. I mean, from the from from start, you know, never mind that Tim Hardaway was ten to thirteen, nine to twelve from three, twenty nine points. But what impressed me was there was a clear game plan against Luca, and you saw the Kings execute that from the start of the game. Yeah, Luca still got his numbers. He had twenty seven points, eight assists, seven rebounds, but he also had six turnovers. Only shot ten to twenty four, three of twelve from three. And the Kings did a good job of always making sure when Luca drove, he saw those red jerseys. I know those those red jerseys a lot of people don't like. Luca saw plenty of that. Whether it was Rashawn Holmes blitzing him, you know, Trevor Ariza, Harrison Barnes, Corey Joseph took a, a the boatload of that work tonight, and you got to commend him for playing through the pain and taking on that assignment. But the Kings did a great job, I think, of executing their game plan. Luca's going to get his numbers, man. The kid's a star. He's going to get his numbers. He's going to get his money. You know, he's going to get those buckets. He's going to find guys. He's going to set them up. He's going to get his assists. He's going to get his stats. But all you can ask is that you make the man work for it. And the Kings definitely made him work for it. And of, of you look at this trip, this might have been the unlikeliest of the wins you might expect it from the Kings. Just because you look at the way the Spurs game ended, I'm sure a lot of people were thinking they're, they're not going to win the game on this trip now. But momentum is almost like, to me, the day-to-day thing. Now they got some positive vibes going to Houston. Uh, what will that mean? Who knows? Will we see James Harden shoot a lot of free throws? Of course. It's not going to be an easy game by any stretch, but the Kings are going in with a lot more confidence. Got to be feeling a lot better about themselves as they prepare for this game. Like I said, uh, I thought the game plan defensively was good. They led from start to finish. Yes, they were outscored in the third and fourth quarter by the Mavs, but that they had a great overall had a great offensive night. Even though they went through that, they went through a fourth quarter drought. They had done enough to give themselves enough of a cushion to withstand that rally from from Dallas. Kings led by twenty four. That lead got down to two. So they did a good job of holding on. Good defense in the end by Corey Joseph. Was it a, did he foul Luca? Maybe Luca was complaining, moaning about that. But I think when uh, when you cry about every call all night, you're not going to get the benefit of the doubt from the officials. And he didn't get it then. And from what I saw, the replay I saw, I don't think he was fouled by Corey at the last play. At least I wouldn't have called that a foul. So, it is what it is. We'll see what that last two-minute report looks like tomorrow. If you care to look, I doubt Kings fans are going to be looking looking at it to see if somehow the Dallas Mavericks were wrong because given some of the calls that have been missed against the Kings, and I don't blame you, you don't give a damn if the Mavs aren't happy. So... That's all I got from out here, y'all. Get ready to be in Houston tomorrow. Hit up maybe the Breakfast Club for, for you know for a late little, little lunch before the game. You know how how us foodies do it. I will check in following Monday night's game. This is Jason Jones with your latest edition of Post Eighty Two of the Throne Room Breakdown. Follow me on Instagram, Mr. Jones LBC. Uh, Twitter, Mr. Underscore Jason Jones. I also got a Facebook page. I got to uh, start plugging that where I, I'll, I'll drop the link in my Twitter at some point. Put all my stories on there as well. Like I said, you can you can read my story from Saturday where Marvin Bagley discusses his his rehab and how he'll, him getting ready to play. Just so you know, I was the only one that practiced on Saturday. So 
I'm the only one you can find those comments from from Bagley about his recovery. He talked a little bit before the game, but that you know, I I I was there Saturday and got was able to get a lot more detail about his recovery and how he's feeling right now. So don't forget to check that out. Everything else we've got on the Athletic, the best NBA coverage you're gonna find, top to bottom. I am Jason Jones, and I am out.